It's been a year filled with problems, but now you're here almost as if to solve them, and I can't live in a world without you now. All my life, I've been searching for you. How did I survive in this world before you? Because I don't want to live another day without you now. This is the best thing, the best thing that could be happening. And I think you agree. The best thing is that it's happening to you and me. All I'm going to have is all that you can give me. And I'll give right back everything I have in me. Because nothing ever felt as right as this does right now. I'll go back to before we met, try and erase the past, try harder to forget because nothing will ever be as good as here and now. Because when I looked into your eyes and you dared to stare right back, you should have said, nice to meet you, I'm your other half. And this is the best thing, the best thing that could be happening. That comes from the best thing That song is The Best Thing by Reliant K. It's from their 2007 album, Five Score and Seven Years Ago. And that is the song, according to Sister Tracy Marin, that she had for her man, her now husband of almost 14 years brother Roy Marin and they are our guests today on the Reality Speaks podcast as we continue our series on real love once again this is Reality Speaks where we are here to answer questions ask questions what's really going on in the world what does the Bible really say and what are we as Christians supposed to be doing about that I believe it's a good interview. I believe that you will appreciate all the things that are said in this interview. And I do believe that we should just get right into it. So without further ado, Real Love featuring Brother and Sister Marion. As we begin, uh, today we have with us Brother Roy, Sister Tracy. Hello. We have Brother Texas, as always. Uh, We have Sister Bethany off in the hallway at the moment because she left us for some reason. She was giving Corbin a banana. So, we are continuing our series. I know Valentine's Day is officially over. All the candy is pretty much wiped off of the Walmart shelves now. All sale. I mean, except for I mean, I mean, uh, all of the heart-shaped ones, the egg-shaped ones are in now. Yeah. The egg-shaped ones are actually in about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I I saw Easter. Um, I saw Easter Reese's cups for sale. I think like January fifteenth, honestly. That's normal. <laughs> I just like strolled into the I just strolled into the gas stations and then I saw Reese's eggs and I was like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> I don't know. Hey my little one. You want one? Alright, thank you. It always feels like it's sooner every year, but if you actually pay attention to the date, it's always the same. Yeah. I, I it was like January fifteenth. I was like, what? <laughs> Why are there eggs? I mean, but at the same time, I think there are still 
uh, pumpkins available in the gas station as well because the things don't go out of date. <laughs> the the Reese's pumpkins are still available from like Halloween because they're, they're still not out of date and they didn't sell them all. <laughs> all the pumpkin spice coffee is still in the clearance section at Walmart. As well as some Christmassy marshmallows. They were all in the clearance section together and there's no Valentine's candy. <laughs> Well, you know what people like the most, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what Jacob's been doing at Walmart. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here trying to get Sunday school prizes together. That's the reason why <laughs> I'm getting prizes for Sunday school together, and we yeah. had to get the last of the last pickings for Valentine's prizes for everyone. <laughs> hey, uh, they won't care if it's still from Christmas. I mean, hey, or they whatever. still. They, <laughs> what they got they was actually won't. They care. got. They, won't ton, care. they got a ton of the Hershey's. Not M and M's. Anyway, so uh, as I said, uh, brother, why don't you introduce yourself? What is it that sets you apart from the rest of the crowd? All right, I am uh, Roy Marin. I, uh, I am pastor underneath brother senior, brother senior, senior <laughs> pastor Warden, Truth Apostolic Church. Um, I have been married to this beautiful lady going on 14 years. Um, I have worked at a company called Tunco in Madisonville for 17 years in April. Um, what sets me apart? Oh, um, I was probably the, I'm probably the only one in this house that was born in another continent. Oh yeah. I was born in South Africa. Uh, not to go into deep detail, but moved here when I was almost six. Grandparents were missionaries, and uh, so yeah. Okay, uh, Sister Tracy, what is it that makes you stand out from the crowd? Um, <laughs> my name is Tracy Marin. Um, brother Michael Orton's daughter is well known, I'm sure. <laughs> But um, he is our pastor, and then I've been married to Roy Marin for almost 14, well, almost 14 years. Been together for almost 15 years, and known each other for 20 years this year. So, um... make me feel really time old. Flies. But honestly, the only thing that really, I don't really feel that unique or anything, I guess I would say... That I'm married to somebody from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That, that, that will do it. So, you said that you have known each other for 20 years. You've been together for 15 total. Mm-hmm. Around about. Mm-hmm. So, how did you meet? Alright. <clears throat> so, I believe I came to church with Jeremy Abbott. Who so. she actually dated for a while. And uh, we were, Jeremy and I were friends, and honestly, it's funny, it's, um, I'll be 35 this year, so we're, like, like she said, we are talking about 20 years ago, so some of these memories are just, like, gone, but, like, <laughs> we, we would spend the night, and, uh, I'd go to church with him, and, um, I church guess it was camp. a choir, you, you, didn't you say you guys were having choir practice, and I walked in the back door and I think we briefly met for the first time that night and then I think I just kind of randomly showed up to church for a little mm-hmm. while with Jeremy whoever you can get a ride with yeah whoever I can get a ride with because obviously we're too young to, 
had a license at the time. So. Okay, so how did you go from that to deciding to date? That's a long time. Hey, you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, and I, I actually grew up, a, you know, a preacher's kid. So I grew up, yeah, the typical kind of, I was rebellious and I, I didn't choose to live for God. So I got out of church, but he actually did choose to live for God. So our paths were kind of quite different um, in that aspect. We actually did date off and on for a little while. We were like, I think... 2002, so we were 14, I think at 15, and um, it was just like, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, I don't have my license, hey, yeah, I couldn't ever call see you on the phone a few times, occasionally at church, yeah, call you on the phone a couldn't few really times. even call it dating, I mean, um, and then he actually, though, he called me at a prayer meeting at Lone Star, where he went to church and actually broke up with me, so, yeah, that so, was supposed to be part of the podcast, yeah, but it's okay, <laughs> the Lord knew. Okay. The Lord knew he was trying to be a, a you know a spiritual young man and and I was I was not wanting to be in church at the time so and then we uh, didn't date again until 2007 in January but it was just like a brief like a few dates and then um, I had a car accident that kind of like made me really realize what was important in life and that I really needed to get my life. Um, to put God in the center of my life, basically. Yeah. And when that happened, it just kind of fell into place. We became best friends and then started to date. Sorry. Well, we'll probably come back to talking about some of yeah. that. <laughs> All right. So, if you could do your single time over again, what would you do different? Me or him? One at one a time. Go ahead. Who wants to start? <laughs> I would just choose to be in church. And um, basically prepare for what we're doing now a lot sooner. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's been a common thread in like every single person we've talked to. Yeah, it's uh, really sad actually. It, it's been a, one of one of the answers usually. It's really sad. Um, I would have um, y'all. We I struggled with a pornography addiction and I heard Texas talk a little bit about that on, on your guys' podcast and uh, I loved I loved their answer you know they're like oh we wouldn't do anything different <laughs> you know and I get it because like if I hadn't gone through what I, I went through I wouldn't be who I am today and I and I agree but what I would have done is I would have sought help a lot sooner yeah um, because not her. not not to rush into like you know, go too deep too soon in this podcast or whatever, but like, um, I took that addiction into my marriage. Like she didn't know anything about it and I took it into my marriage and that is dangerous. I mean, it's never something that you need to obviously start a marriage with. So, um, you know, you want to lay everything on the line. You want to be open with your spouse, but also with a man of God, a pastor, and you want, you want to get help for that before you ever make a decision to, to get married. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm assuming you're saying you went into marriage that, uh, so we'll get a little deeper into that in, yeah. in a minute. So what do you think you absolutely did right during your pre-marriage years? Um, 
and I don't want to feel like I'm the only one talking, but um, I'll answer, then I'll let her, then I'll let her answer. Um, okay. Be like Jeopardy, the last one to talk goes first. I, obviously growing up, I, I was raised in church. Parents weren't perfect, but they always took me to church, made me go to church. Um, there was never a choice, even when I got older, you know, as long as I was in their house, you're going to church. Um, so, although I wasn't a perfect teenager and I did struggle with um, that addiction a little bit later on in my teenage years, I, I didn't I didn't over experience or, or make some mistakes that I could have made with women or girls, you know, that worldly and even apostolic people do these days. Um, so going into our relationship, we made a decision the first month and a half to just become best friends. Um, now, obviously, that's kind of like a lifetime journey, but, you know, we, we decided not to kiss. Um, we, were, we just spent time in conversation, just really being close to each other. And, you know, that's not significant to everybody, um, but... Both of us had experienced, you know, we had both kissed, obviously, and done yeah. certain things that, you know, obviously weren't proud of. And making that decision and standing on that, I believe, allowed us to stay as pure as we did before we got married and kind of build a foundation. Yeah, of course. So that's just one, uh, one thing. Yeah, uh, I've had several people like to... I know when we talked to you guys, it was just like, well, uh, ain't it just obvious? <laughs> but that's kind of spelling it out. It's important for people to realize if you don't spell it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard someone put it this way. You may be in the same book, but you may not be on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you were saying you were like, it's, I mean, I know what you said. You said, I know it's not significant, but then in my, like, just by, with my mouthing, I was like, but it is significant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very significant to lay out those lines. Yeah. It, it It's not overly complicated, but at the same time, it can be very hard. <laughs> you can procrastinate it and then end up in a bad And then you're like, oh, wait, we never said this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what, what are the... And when you're in the moment, if you've not made the rules... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy to say, well, well, yeah, this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So did you have anything you wanted to add in there or say differently? I just, I feel like that, um, from the get go, I mean, we weren't, we weren't perfect, you know, but I feel like that we tried to revolve everything that we did, even when we were dating around God. Um, we went to, we always went to church. We were involved heavily in everything we did at the church. Um, everything that we planned was revolved around church. So it kind of became who we were and it still is. So I feel like that's the number one thing you can do as far as jobs, um, future planning is to know where your foundation is with God and, and in church because get a hold of a pastor and know, hey, this is where I'm going to be in the next five to ten years because without that anchor, you really don't have much. Yeah. And so, we're, we're around people almost all the time. 
Yeah. You know, let me just say that, you know, although we did have some alone times, you know, we went on dates, mm-hmm. but we were around people and, and that's, that's a big yeah. covering right there. I, big protection. I read a line in the book worth the wait. It, well, it's a, not really a line. It's a chapter title. It's uh, there is no octopus at a Starbucks. <laughs> Yeah. What? So it means you're not going to be getting your hands all over each other in the middle of a public place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> if you're going out to cliffside, moonlight, only two people in the car. Yeah, love versus, the lane. Yeah. 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 Probably shouldn't go there unless you're married. Versus <laughs> going, uh, yeah, we're going to be at the Starbucks. We're going to be at the park. We're going to be here. We're going to be there. And some of those places are a lot riskier than others but maybe not the park. right yeah yeah it depends on the time of day at the park yeah we're going, might be okay we're, we're gonna hang out on the swings at the park while all the kids are playing <laughs> yeah really that's a little different but then you have to fight little timmy for a swing hey true yeah <laughs> okay all right yeah, so kids so uh, it was a joke you, you kind of touched yeah, on this win, so what is, <laughs> what is an important obstacle that you overcame while dating and how did you overcome it? I think you kind of touched on it to some degree. Is there anything you'd like to dive in any deeper there? Hmm. Obstacle we overcame while dating. Or did you just wait? Just the boundaries, <laughs> are, like we touched already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did wait till marriage to be intimate yes. with each other. I was going to say um, that, but I didn't know. <laughs> um, and one thing I want to say, because there's so much, like, you could literally do, like, such a long series on this, you know? Oh, we yeah. could cover so much. Um, but, like, my parents had moved to Utah, so I was living by myself. Yeah. So, at a young age, as a man, I learned to work. I learned yeah. to pay bills, and I learned to be responsible. Now, I'm not saying I was perfect. We've made mistakes financially. Lord knows. Gotten in debt, whatever. We're no by no means perfect. But I think, as a man, one thing I did right, even by dating, is I learned that it's a very important thing to know how to work, to be responsible, because, hey, you get really... I mean, it's a reality check when you go from it just being you to being... Uh, you know, now, now I have somebody I have to financially support, and especially people who never have to live on their own like they go straight from living with mom and daddy not having no bills to boom i was like what happened Mm. so i feel like that's something that happened right um just being early on submitting to a a pastor and i know it sounds kind of um oh what's the word (laughs) because it's her dad so it kind of makes it like biased but no i mean he's still he's still a pastor so i mean that's just some small things i think that we did right um just learning to be friends. That's the number one thing. If you don't, you know, if I could tell anybody anything, it's basically if, if you guys don't, if you argue about everything now, pretty much probably after marriage you're going to argue even more. So, because um, you have to have some kind of common ground with each other. I mean, and we did. We, we have a lot of similarities. We have a lot of the same likes, tastes, everything. So... So, you you touched on ministry. Uh, how did involvement in ministry affect your dating life? <laughs> Do you want to tell how we kind of knew, you kind of knew, you had been the one that was seeking God that night? 
that <laughs> this is kind of this was to me this was special because you're talking about uh, every young couple I think yeah. this is what she's talking about because we were both we knew we had a ministry you know every every young couple kind of like oh my god are they Lauren <laughs> yeah, is this what you're talking about yeah are they the one? Is, is this you know? You like? Is this gonna? And even if you have some assur- assurance, <laughs> you know, you still kind of question, you know. And and you know, people do crazy things like, if I turn to page eleven hundred eighty nine <laughs> in my Bible, yeah. then I know that she's the one, you know. But <laughs> um, I was at I was yes. at Lone Star because a big part of us dating, I was still going to Lone Star, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you guys, from like a very young age, I I was taught submission. And like I made sure I covered my bases uh, with, uh, at the time it was Pastor Dukes, and I had talked to him about Tracy and I, and uh, we'll back up a little bit. We were having a service, and every uh, their services would always last longer, you know. And Sunday nights, yeah. So we would have a Sunday night service, and I, you know I'm at the altar, I'm like chomping at the bits because like okay we've had a good service, I'm ready to go see my girlfriend. You know, <laughs> and uh, so I'm at the altar, and but at the same time, I was like, well, I don't want to be rude, you know, it's alcohol, you know, I don't, so I'm just sitting there thinking I'm, I'm literally about to get up and, you know, kind of stink my way out the back, and, and uh, Brother Dukes comes and prophesies over me and says, within two years, what God has promised shall come to pass, and, um, well, we had kind of, I guess talked or there had been a conversation I can't remember exactly that happened that says if and we kind of said if we both get if we both get prophesied over in the same night you know it'll kind of confirm you know those kind of those things you those little fleeces you put out before God and um I totally forgot about it well that happened with you know within two years with God's promise blah 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 I go over to her house or or church service and then afterwards we're sitting in the house at the table in the kitchen eating and just chilling and and I forgot about it and all of a sudden she started talking about how uh, Pastor Orton had prophesied over her. Yep. And uh, you know people some people might think ah it's just coincidence you know but we prayed very specific prayers. (laughs) And uh, And he he told me he said that he said uh, basically daughter um, he gave tongues interpretation but then he said that God is is preparing you for a ministry now to prepare now for a ministry so it was like hand in hand yeah so when she said that like i had totally forgotten about it because yeah. you know i didn't just come over like hey by the way you get prophesied overnight you know <laughs> and uh sweet let's get married next week <laughs> you know but uh anyways but and she said that i'm like what yeah, he did just you like that. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was just like one like a just a snap moment, you know, like yeah. wow, you know. And after that, we we really just felt like we just had that assurance, you know. We already had like comfort around each other. Um, but we had we just had an assurance and felt like it was right. And yeah. I'll say this too, something that <clears throat> if you are a young girl in church, and you know that you have certain gifts. What it doesn't matter what kind of gift it is, but you feel like you have a calling. You need to make sure that you're looking for someone who has somewhat of who can kind of finish the calling. Um, because I always knew that I was, I was, I didn't like it, but I knew I would marry a preacher. So 
And I felt that strong calling, but I also felt like it would go beyond being a preacher, you know, in some type of a position, whether it's evangelist, pastoral, whatever. So, but I just knew there was that calling there, and God had given me certain abilities. And I, at the time, I didn't really want care for all of that. But as you get older, I assure you, you will look back and you'll think, I wish I could have had done more, you know, to to do to prepare, to for, prepare that. for that ministry. But overall, since we've been even been together, I mean, we sing together, um, we're in the praise team together, we do everything together in ministry. So it's kind of been basically the center of what who we are and what we do. It's uh, really important. And yeah, that's people say, Oh, just follow your heart, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> heart is deceitful above all, who can know exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got to know God's voice and God's will for your life instead of just, oh, follow your heart. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's absolutely great. I mean, uh, we kind of touched on it with, oh, that's the one. But, God, I don't want it to be the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. But it's, it's it, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Right. And that does not mean... Oh, what you desire is God's will. Right. <laughs> it means yeah. get your heart from God's heart. That's right. Line up. So, you know it's the will of God now. How did you propose? All right. <laughs> so. Or the proposal maneuver, as it's been put. I um, I did some research and um, tried to find limo services in the area. At the time, I don't know if y'all have... Well, I'm sure you have driven down there through Earlington and seen like the stretch Escalade, and that's all D. Stafford stuff. Well, Stafford, that was yeah. obviously that wasn't here at, at the time. I mean, he was my age, so um, we got a hold of a limo service through Paducah. I did, yeah. <laughs> and um, I had him, I had them meet me at our old house in Madison on Hall Street at the time. I was still still living at my dad's, and. Guys, no joke. I'm I'm just like I'm nervous as can be. I mean, and I'm expecting some slim, just got it together Tuxedo. dude. You know, you watch. You know, you kind of see the movies <laughs> and you see the, you know, you the see, driver. yeah, the little drivers or whatever. And you know, they got it together. They're nice. This dude pulls up. He's got a tux on, but he gets out. I mean, he's just this big, heavy set dude. Nothing against that, but had a ball cap. <laughs> And tennis shoes on with a tux. <laughs> and I'm thinking, dude, you are so throwing off my game right now. <laughs> but I'm like, shoes. but I'm like, whatever, you know, whatever. It, uh, it's not going to get me down. So we drove over to um, the old church fellowship hall, mm-hmm. parked there so she wouldn't see it, you know, outside of their their house. And uh, I went, went in to get her, you know, she was finishing getting ready. We had made a date to Patty's. Um, we were originally supposed to go Valentine's Day, yeah. you know, and we had like whatever winter mess happened, so we had to go the following Monday. So it ended up being so the fourteenth, ended up being the eighteenth. And um, so anyway, we're driving down there, you know, and she's surprised. Oh, oh my God, whatever. And, uh, beautiful, beautiful limo. I mean, it was just pristine, great shape. Yeah. Had the little like DVD players in there. They had like literally had um, 
like sparkling grape juice. I had chocolate. I mean, it's just pristine. We're, I think we had like Michael Bublé music playing oh. in the background. <laughs> I mean, I had it ready, buddy. <laughs> and um, we're driving down there. Never make it to Patty's. The, the driver gets lost. Yep. Oh, no. So like for real, the, like I said, this driver's throwing off my game. <laughs> we end up going and eating at Oasis in Eddieville. And uh, we actually enjoyed it. You know, I think it was the first time I had eaten it. It was funny because everybody thought we was rich. We had on regular clothes. Side yes. Note. Side note. Oasis rolls are not free anymore. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, so they think, they, they think we're rich yeah. because we pull up in a limo. We're both dressed nice. They don't, they're not worried about Oasis rolls not being and, free because uh, they're yeah, rich. Yeah. So we eat, we order, <laughs> and I mean, things weren't near as exciting. I mean, you're talking about almost 15 years ago, things weren't near as expensive, you know. Um, like five-cent cheeseburgers. So, <laughs> or free rolls. But, so we go to pay for our meal, and I hand the waiter or waitress, I can't remember the waiter or waitress, yeah, it was like 50 a hundred-dollar bill. Our meal was like 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. And that you know how they give you that look like, can I keep the change? <laughs> like, they're staring I, me down. I'm like... He asked you. And... Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. They asked me. I'm like, uh, no, I'm gonna change back because I, you know, and I, I've always been a good tipper. Like I'm gonna leave at least a 15, 20 percent tip, sometimes more. And these days it's twenty. Used to the common thing was fifteen. Now it's you know usually twenty. But I always leave a good tip. So, you know, I'm just this whole time I'm thinking, man, I was supposed to propose at Patty's. We didn't even make it there because this crazy driver. Mr. Limo Driver, if you remember us, I do apologize, you know. <laughs> but anyways, so now I'm like having to rethink how I'm going to propose. Um, I had bought her this um, compact mirror, this silver compact mirror, because um, she she didn't wear rings. Wait, and I had the to. back of it engraved with... <laughs> with something. Anyway. Tracy and Michelle, will you marry me on the other side? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways. So, hey, my man, my story's pretty good so far. I have to forget at least some things. But, so, literally, the guy's driving down the road, and I get down on one knee, because you know how the limos have, like, the bench seats, you know, and it has all this floor space. So, I get down on one knee... And I get out the compact <laughs> I get out the compact mirror and I, and I propose to her. And, um, you know, I, like she didn't know. You know, I got a limo and we're supposed yeah. to be on the patties, right? You know. I, he got me like a dozen roses in there and then a dozen for the ride. And yeah, I knew. I mean, the thing was. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Well, it's like, you know, if you're doing this. Yeah. What's how you know? It's like, what are you? What are you gonna top it with? You know, right. get a helicopter. You know. That's exactly. I mean, that was just when when I seen the limousine, I just kind of knew it was just crazy because, like, um, very. I remember some things very vividly. Sometimes they're like, "What that happened?" To, you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah so that's our little story. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, no, no. Let me tell me just a hair more about the limo driver. Okay, go. So, we're driving back, and he's going to... It's supposed to be dropping me off at the old house, right? Hall Street? Yeah. Well, y'all all know where, as you're getting ready to turn on to Park Avenue, how the pawn shop's right there, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the dude gets lost again and starts going up a one-way street. Oh, no. Literally going over, like, medians in a, in a limo. And, uh, but we finally make it back, and I still gave this guy, like, a $75 tip. Yeah. She just gave it to the one at always. You know, yeah. And, you know, because uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the night, she said yeah. yes, right? So... It was a great night, you know, and whatever. Go buy yourself some some, some nice shoes. Go with that tux. You know? Oh God! Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what? Uh, it was it, it, a night you will never forget. Yeah. <laughs> so. me. How, how long did this engagement go from? Proposal to marriage. How long were you engaged? Okay. First of all, <laughs> we actually started being in a courtship on October 25th, 2007. Uh-huh. We had said, you know, we prayed about it. October 25th. <clears throat> no, yeah. But hang on. <laughs> the reason why. The, re- the reason why I said really? courtship, like I was being, I've been listening to some really old fashioned things on YouTube and I like it. So <laughs> anyway, so we had, was actually like, Boyfriend, girlfriend, dating, whatever, on October 25th, 2007. And I, um, anyways, the next year was a leap year, right? Which was the date. A Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a Saturday. Yeah. The very next year, we decided since it was a leap year, when I think it was like the yeah, next on, day. On a normal year, you know, if October 25th is on a Monday this year, it means it's going to be on a Tuesday next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm like, man, I want, it'd be so sweet if we get married on a, our, I was so corny. I mean, <laughs> if I could get, if we could get married on our one year anniversary and then I'm like, oh crap, that ain't going to work. It's going to be a different day. And then like light bulbs went off like, it's a leap year. Yeah. So because it was a leap year, it made it like a exactly. Saturday. So <laughs> we were able to get married on our one year anniversary, October yep. 25th, 2008. Yep. Nice. So it went from February. Tell me that wasn't God. I mean, come on. October 25th. It was of the Lord. It was of the Lord. Oh, and one more thing. You did lose your keys the night of our engagement somewhere to his his apartment or something. I can't remember. It was like a fiasco that night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was of the Lord, though. That's right. The Lord was in it. He was. Yes. It was the devil fighting. The devil's fighting. The limo driver. The limo driver was. <laughs> no, no, an attack of the enemy. Don't let him have his experience. Hey. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, okay. So, what was the most difficult part of playing, of getting engaged, of the engagement process? What was the most complicated thing? Honestly, just figuring out where all the money was going to come from. <laughs> That's always seems to be the struggle. It's like, okay, you know, you have to plan a wedding, and then there's the honeymoon, but also there's the house, all the supplies for the house, which, I mean, family does help with that. But at the same time, it's still, I think it's better, and I'm thankful for my parents because, um, both of our parents, actually, because the, it will, everything was not handed just to us. I mean, they were good. You know, they helped some. Yeah. But we had to work, and we had to figure out where the money was going to come from. And, and then trying to work around everyone's schedule, too, to be able to have a wedding and have everybody in the wedding. So. Okay. so what was the most important element of planning the wedding? That 
okay, if this didn't happen, this was going to be a problem. <laughs> um, well, see, we had ours at Patty's, mm-hmm. so it made it a little bit easier because they took care of a lot of it. Right. But, I mean, I'm not, I obviously, I didn't have a lot to do. And I did actually help her, even financially, you know. Um, I gave her some money toward the wedding. You know, I wasn't, Lord, at that well, time, I wasn't making very much money. But, and and I was living on my own. A lot um, of your family, though, had to fly in. Right. Yeah. They had to fly in. But, but I think, if I was in your shoes, let's say it this way, because obviously, the woman does pretty much all the planning. Maybe like the communication with Patty's, making sure everything was smooth, getting them yeah. like she had to send like swashes of the of the colors that she wanted, and mm-hmm. you know so. Well, also too, I did all my flowers except for what was there, like uh, you know, all that stuff took forever. But honestly, I really it on the most important element to me was just, I guess, making sure everybody was there that we loved. You know yeah. what I mean. So and, and of course picking Jacob to be in it. That's right. And then and then you know, Bethany and Jake and Bethany didn't want to be in it and Kate yes, and Irwin changed clothes on me. Lord, I they, did want to so, be in it. They were I little sensed, back then. I was going the reason I didn't smile in your pictures is because I was going through a stage where I thought that smiling with my eyes was enough. And I no. thought it was cool that smiling with my eyes was enough. So well, I was just sitting there like this. Well, hey, like, but I thought that I was like being like a model. Eight or nine, so. I was like, I was being a model, and then because I was being a model, I didn't get to be at Heather's wedding, and I am still offended. This is my model fit. It was like, smile, it's a, smile without, smile your, without eyes. your eyes. It's like smile. Now, now, quit smiling. Raise your eyebrows. That's your smile. <laughs> that was what I was Stupid doing. <laughs> Honestly, though, it was the people because, like, his parents, they had to fly in. A lot of it, some of his other family didn't even get to make it. And then with it being at Patty's, it was kind of complicated getting everybody there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it worked out, though. It's surprising how one of the best restaurants in all of Kentucky, no one can seem to find it. And, and the dude was, I think it was out of Paducah, so I don't know yeah. what that was about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But anyway. Maybe he was just drunk. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Uh, mm. So, how did you make sure to glorify God at your wedding? I mean, you're not happy, but... <laughs> Don't talk about it. I actually look back now, and I... We were so nervous, and because it was at Patty's, it was, like, of course, we did our vows and all that, and every, everybody prayed. I, had my, I think I had my dad The most spiritual us, thing but... was in praying over us. Yeah. Yes. Well, it was okay. I mean, I mean we can't fine. all... We can't... We don't, we're not all Heather. We can't all be Heather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it we was can't so... all make viral videos. Yeah. yeah. Which you gotta, you gotta think about what Heather went through that day, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we're supposed we, to have this beautiful we wedding at the park. Last and minute. Guys, we were... I literally was one of her decorators at her wedding. Yeah, I mean, sad. she went through. So at the time, like when she, they're standing there, her wedding. and, that and was, that Josh Groban, really it was the regret. I mean, guys, <laughs> he's not even in church, and he can almost bring bring that to anybody. You know, yeah. that's, no. The poor girl, you know, it's like her wedding started 15 minutes late, and she, I know this is not this is not Heather and Matt wedding thing, well, but hey, hey there's I remember being back there with her in her wedding dress and holding her dress in our little selling booth at the old church, and she's got tears dripping off her cheeks because she's trying to get the sound to work and yeah. the sound wouldn't work. So sad. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but if we were to do, like, if we were to go That's back to ours. That's why I always said I would never have one outside, because I'm too scared of that happening. Yeah. If we were to go back to ours, though, we would have made yeah. we would have made it longer. We would have spent more time with people. People. Because, God, was it, it was yeah. the time of day it was, plus it was in the fall. Mm-hmm. It got dark it early. Yeah. Like, uh, Judy took our pictures, so it's like we had a shove cake down each other's throat real quick then go take pictures before it got dark we ate nothing so at our reception so it was like quick 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 hardly got to see anybody you know so it's like just a brief man just a hint of a memory you know so what is the funniest wedding day story you have wedding day wedding day story I can think of one that I cannot tell on Facebook Live or podcast. <laughs> I think that's enough. Um, I think we got it. That that's that's it. That's perfect. Oh well, on, on our honeymoon night, not to be vulgar, not being vulgar, but we did have some of my old friends come and honk and honk and honk and honk and honk. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there there are a few little stories. Oh goodness. Yeah. All right. So you. Oh, now I can tell one that's not. not, I'm sorry. Go. Guys. I mean, who would you expect to be more nervous in in a wedding usually? The guy or the girl? Well, I know Texas about killed himself. Just in general. (laughs) I mean, anyways, in my experience, just, you know, and it probably all comes from like Hallmark movies or or whatever kind of movies, but usually the girl's like freaking out, nervous, whatever. Guys, I was a nervous wreck. Like, not. she was calm as a cucumber, and I'm, like, freaking out. And um, so we're taking some pictures before. I'm with my dad. My dad breaks the unity candle. <laughs> and so it's kind of like a, you know, funny, sad story at the same time, you know. But I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, I'm trying my best not to go off on my dad because he breaks the unity candle. But luckily, we're at Patty's, so they have all kinds of extra candles. And he's like, oh, sorry, son, sorry. You know, he has a South African accent. I'm so sorry, son. I mean, he's just like, Aww. poor guy. He was probably as nervous as I was. But, yeah, lots of little things. Okay, so the biggest shock of married life. What is it for you? What, what was the biggest surprise you well, have of married life? We come from... I know you touched on expenses already. But. Well, we come from very different families. I am a very southern, you know, loud, big Greek family. And their family was more, I guess, to me, it seemed like more proper. You know, so he wasn't really used My to all dad. Of Yeah, his dad. And, like, because his dad being South African... So, and I loved it. I would love, I like to hear him talk and stuff, but he was so intimidating to me, you know? So whenever we would, he would come over to the house and like just getting married, we, you know, I was just loud and talking, 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 talking. And he yeah, was just Yeah, and then we actually have a funny story about, about that too. And, uh, you know, because you, you hear the, you hear the phrase, you don't just marry somebody, you marry their family. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very true. Um, well, we had made a trip to Utah to see them. And um, <laughs> yeah. and I, I can't remember exactly, you know, the conversation, whatever. But we were just teasing I had said something yeah. to Tracy, and she called me a, a meanie. <laughs> You're such a meanie. Y'all might have heard us talk, tell the story. You're such a meanie. Well, my dad thought that she called me a weenie. Yeah. Don't call him a weenie. <laughs> and she's already freaked out by my dad anyway, because he's like this proper South African, yeah. you know. I'm like, and she's like, I did, but I called him a meanie. <laughs> so like, um, but as far as shock, Don't call um, him a weenie. yeah. See, totally different. 
He's a neat freak. I'm just going to tell you guys. As as far as shock in marriage, though, um, I listen to y'all's podcast today, and I love how um, y'all can talk about, and I think it just comes from being as, not that we, were, we weren't much older, but being as young as y'all were, and like him pretty much living here, you know, going out to the camper or whatever. Um, I love how y'all can talk about how marriage didn't feel really a lot different. Just you were living together, and that's really the only difference. You know, like, I mean, not the only difference, but it wasn't like this culture shock. Like, y'all still, y'all just kind of transitioned. It was great. Um, I want to say for us, a big shock was because, I mean, I was sweet as pie. I mean, like, I was... I did everything for her. I mean, like, I wouldn't just buy her things. I'd buy her whole family things. Yeah. Like, if I was going to buy her candy and and sparkling grape juice, I'd buy her sisters. I'd buy her parents. Yeah. And, um... (laughs) But when we got married, um, there was, like, a script change. You know, I flipped the script, and, like, it's almost like I became a different person, and she wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. I I didn't feel like I did it on purpose. Um... But there were so many things that we had to learn that you can never learn just from dating somebody. You have to live with, you have to get married to them and uh, literally become one with that person. And I'm not just talking about intimately. I'm just, I'm talking become one, uh, compromise for each other. And let some things go. Yeah, Yeah, let things go because, man, I went through a long process of just chilling, like learning to chill. So as far as the shock... You know, I was expecting to go into marriage. We were still going to be, and we were. We were always, be, no matter what kind of fights we had, we were always best friends. I didn't right, have guys yeah. I hung out with. It was always us. Um, but uh, just learning to let things go, learning just to, like I said, chill. Um, don't sweat the small things. It, it, was, it was a shock. Yeah, because, I mean, to me, I didn't really think about you know, shutting cabinet doors. <laughs> and she, and let me just say this, she, she didn't, she didn't change. No. She's, you know, she was who I dated, you know, so. Um, it was so funny though, because little things, like, I would leave a cabinet door open and he would be like, are you going to shut that, you know? <laughs> or like, you know. Squeeze yeah. the middle of the toothpaste. Yeah. Texas does have a mutual respect that we leave all the cabinet doors. Like, we'll just walk in the kitchen and every door is a cabinet. Like, I don't even open cabinets in the house because they're already open. I, I came into like, the kitchen one time. I like, after he left for work and the refrigerator door was wide open. And I was like, the milk, the milk was spoiled. I tried. I thought I shut it. <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks ago, I accidentally left the deep freeze. Yes, uh, he did. Door open because we were putting away groceries and like all our all oh, my nice. lunch food because I walked straight out of our little laundry area into the garage, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's out in the garage, so I just flip it open, and grab my lunch food. So, you know, if I'm unloading groceries and I have a big sack of lunch food, I just throw it straight in Ooh, there. Hold on, hold on, side note. So, do you like make your lunch and then? Freeze it? No, no, no. no like no, no. you know, like, like Michelina meals or oh, you know, yeah. microwave, like, that's microwave, a cool idea. Microwave dinners. <laughs> okay. Microwave dinners. 
Um, it was funny though because really that was the biggest culture. Just silly stuff like that, you know, the differences in raising too. Because like I still to this day cook for eight to ten people. I can't help it. Uh, I'm, I do that except <laughs> for too. five people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like I'm the middle of the toothpaste kind of guy. Yeah, know. that's yeah, me. No, that's something. As I long as it comes I out, don't like do I don't that. care. Yeah, what that's I'm me. What I did, Boy, I bought like, one of those little things that squeezes it. Yeah. So now he uses the thing that squeezes, like okay. a little plastic thing that you put on the end. So now he'll use that. For instance, for instance, when we were dating, I always had like a major thing about sleeping with the lights on like a lamp on or something you know and, and yeah, <laughs> so i was like oh baby you can have every light you in the house you know how it is i mean you're just trying to woo her Until you, you have know to sleep with every light on the and then i get in the house i'm like <laughs> yeah and then we get married turn the light off i'm like you, know? you, you, told me I have every light <laughs> you know and it's like <laughs> you can have one <laughs> Your cell phone under the covers. <laughs> yeah, just little stuff like that. And we've both learned how to, um, you know, just bend because I, you know, I had to go from being like around a lot of people to just being me and him. Oh, and that was shock. Yeah. We'll talk about shock. Big family was a shock. Yeah. Like, I mean, my family's a lot. Y'all met my mom. <laughs> Yeah, y'all. I love you, mom. If you're listening to this, thank you for always making me go to church, yes. praying for me. But um, anyway, my sisters, my mom, they were always loud. Um, but it was just the five of us. Her family, you know, four girls. You know, my dad's uh, loud. Yeah, I mean, and like it took me so long just to get used to the constant chatter chatter and noise and, yeah. and even though i'm not a quiet i'm a loud well person. we had our house was never quiet but like when i go to like dinners with no, all of us dinner. i'm like yeah i need to go to the bathroom exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well that's one reason why we a lot of times we're like okay we've been here two hours bye <laughs> yeah because i have actually become a little bit more like that. And yeah. something that we had just talked about. I had heard, um, actually, this little thing on, on Pinterest said, somebody had asked an older lady, you know, how did you make it, like, 50 years? And she 65 said, years. 65 years. And she said, back in my day, you know, if something was broken, we didn't throw it away, we fixed it. And I was just thinking about that. And I told, and I told him, I said, you know, I really think we've become so much like each other in the past 14, 15 years that... I literally believe like we're literally almost, like one and I don't think I could ever become anybody else's wife. I mean, I don't mean that bad. You know, I'm young, so I'm not saying it never happened, but I don't feel like it. Like I feel like I'm literally a part of who he is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's this study that they did and that in this university where they showed pictures of people and tried to see if you could pair who was a couple and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. And basically, the ones who had been together less time was harder to tell apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ones who had been together longer, yeah, you it's literally like start looking like each other. It's weird. It's just like, yeah, they they look like weird. It's so strange how you literally and it's but it's like a god thing. You grow mm-hmm. into each other, you know. And you know, I was listening, and I know you have other stuff to get to, but like <laughs> I listened to the podcast today, and you asked the questions like, "What makes uh, what makes you different, or what makes your relationship different, or what makes this." You know, and um, and I I looked it up, and we've been married. October twenty fifth will be fourteen years. That makes us different. <laughs> that makes us different. I mean, if you have made it 
over a little over eight years, that makes you different because I looked it up and it says that the national average is 8.2 years in a marriage. And so guys, I mean that marriage is sacred. Yeah. It's not nothing to take lightly. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so what you're talking, how do you make it this long? You don't make it more over those eight point two years without making it past obstacles. What's the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome? Um <laughs> biggest obstacles we've had to overcome. And honey, you just I, I know I'm talking so much. If you if you want to say anything, just tell me to shut up. No, okay. But uh <laughs> You're fine. Communication. Yep. And um uh, my pornography addiction. Fertility infertility. And oh yes. Infertility. Infertility, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna let you guys decide whether or not you wanted to talk yeah, about no, this that's so fine. you can go. <laughs> and honestly, good. infertility will go along with one one of the biggest struggles but also to go along with one of the biggest shocks of marriage yeah because it's like we got married and we we were gonna wait five years to have a baby yeah. mm-hmm. and um after two years you know we both agreed we want to start trying you know we want children mm-hmm. and we start trying and heather mm-hmm. heather does heather gets pregnant mm-hmm. she gets like, pregnant like a couple months after we started trying well, anyway, so a shock for us was her, her well, not her, the infertility, um, because it's like, okay, you you have four, you have three my other whole, sisters, really everybody with jokes mm-hmm. with her yeah. mom, you know, uh, yeah, not saying anything bad, but she, she was fertile, you know, she didn't have any problems, you know, if, she, if they hadn't done something, they would have been like the Duggars, <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know. It, we're just expecting to get married, and as, yeah. as soon as we start trying, it's going to happen. Right. And then 14, almost 14 years later, yeah. into our marriage, um, almost 12 years later, after trying, yeah. you have Heather, who's got four kids. You've got Ashley, who's got two kids. It's literally like one of those little... Mm-hmm. And then you've got Katie, who's got one, and the oldest doesn't have any. Yeah. And that was a shock, and that that has been a major obstacle, um, especially for her. I, I mean, I've had a desire to have chil- children, but there's no men don't have that motherly um, instinct and that motherly desire in them. Like, I, like I said, I, I've cried, I've cried with her, and I've cried separately over it. Um, but you know, a woman. A woman deals with that. A woman has the thing she goes through every month. It's a constant reminder, and we've dealt with a lot of things. I mean, we went on our, we went on our anniversary one year to the Smoky Mountains, and she was three weeks like three weeks late, and we're like we're on our anniversary. We were thinking, man, we're on our anniversary trip. Everything this is perfect, you know. She's three weeks. We're literally thinking she's pregnant. And if I'm not mistaken, it was like the day of our anniversary, wasn't it? The mm-hmm. day of our anniversary, she started her period. And just like, just emotional wreck, stuff like that. Um, having revivals and um, and her having a miscarriage. Uh, I believe Brother Bobby Wade was, mm-hmm. we were in her, and like her coming home, we'd come home, come home from a restaurant and her sitting in, in, in our vehicle for just forever, just bawling, just not just over the emotions, but when you go through something like that, it throws your hormones out of whack and just, and you like, feel like you're going crazy. I, I don't know personally, but you know, I'm glad he's telling maybe, it maybe I that. should let her talk about it. But, but yeah, I would yeah. say that and, and the addiction is the biggest thing. And, and then 
me learning how to let go of my pride and actually communicate. <laughs> so that's and that's every man's battle. And honestly, <laughs> I was gonna say, and now since we have, um, honestly, for me, it's been like if 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 one, if you can learn how to communicate, that's like the struggles that you do go through with even with pornography and infertility. If you have communication established, you can get through those a lot mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm. You know, communication really helps because a yes. lot of times, if you struggle communicating with your spouse, you're going to com- struggle communicating with God. I mean, it kind of goes hand yeah. in hand. Yeah, I mean, intimacy yeah. with your. So, yeah, because I mean, every, we we know that um, the church is is paralleled with yeah. marriages with bride. Right. You know, the, the bride Christ, and the. Yeah. You know the groom is 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 parallel. So, and you talk about the intimacy with God, and so it's exactly right. If you struggle with intimacy in your relationship with your spouse, nine times out of ten, especially as a man, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna struggle with your intimacy with God. And I, I was gonna say I and I used to, and I'm glad that we can tell people how to how we overcame. And I yeah I include myself. It's in a, that. guys, it's our testimony. I um, I include myself in. I'm me. not proud of it, but at the same yeah. time, I'm proud we we have this story. You can be proud that you overcame it. Well, that's what I was going to say. And a lot of times, a lot of women would say, well, he overcame pornography, you know, or uh, if it's the opposite way around. But it's not like that for us. It's we overcame it. Well, yeah, it it is we because you could have walked away. Right. And and, and something else, too. It's like I put a knife through her when, you know. And it's not just that either. You have to to ask yourself and, like, getting over the shock of actually finding out and then realizing, hey... And I've told, and I told him this, I said, this is something that really helped. Maybe I can help somebody else. But I told him, I said, honestly, just be, please be transparent with me. But before you're my husband, we need to go to heaven together. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. You have to make your mind up. I want to go to heaven with this person. And it is God's will for us to stay married. It's God's will that we work this out. It's, um, you know, so... Whenever we made the decision to talk to our pastor about it, and and um, my husband was like, "It's you know, it's time. I need to get help. Whatever." Accountability made a huge role play. Is yeah, it still is. But I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. even like if you're struggling now with any kind of addiction, and it's like it's a secret, you if will you not overcome it yeah, on your on your own. You have to have accountability with your spouse, with your pastor, somebody. But ultimately. And, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, infertility because, um, which, if if I have someone I can kind of talk to every now and then about it or, like, say, hey, this is going on, and they'll say, you know, well, God said this just, like, in a reminder or whatever, and we can't, we have a very good relationship with that. And some couples, it tears them apart. You know, it's like they blame each other for why they can't have a baby or um, why they haven't had a baby, etc. but we don't, we really don't do that, and... We honestly, I'll say, hey, honey, not this month or whatever. And he'll say, okay, well, let's trust God. Or it'll just kind of like going back and forth. We try our best to be each other's biggest cheerleader when it comes to that kind of thing. But, yeah, communication, well, I promise you, will about fix anything. Yeah, it'll (laughs) overcome a lot of barriers. Mm -hmm. So how's the primary way to keep that communication going? To just do it. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Yeah, that's fair. Is it, what is that? Is that Nike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, because there's not really any other way than just to do it. Because yeah. you could sit and think about it all day, but until you actually do it. Thinking is how you talk yourself out of it. Exactly. 
And I was going to say... So just rushed right into it and say, yeah. okay, here we go. You yeah, probably shouldn't do that yeah. with everyone, but with your spouse, absolutely. Yeah, the quicker yeah. that you... Like, if it's on your mind, if it's bugging you... Um, just say it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm always the best. I'm not just always like the best today, I texted Texas. I said, you're an insensitive jerk sometimes, you know? <laughs> and then he called me and we fixed it. Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't, it wasn't a big actually deal. a big yeah. deal. It wasn't a big <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if it's on your mind, speak it. Because like Bethany said, uh, a lot of times if you don't, if you're just not going to. You're going to talk yourself out of it. And then it's going to create a wedge and yeah. fester and grow. And you know, and you'll be like, well, I'll just maybe next time. Yeah. And the next time never comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't say it, it won't get said. <laughs> yeah, because like, they're spo- you're supposed to be one, but they don't always know what you're thinking. No. But actually, sometimes they do know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when he's brushing his teeth and he says something like, I don't know exactly what he said. <laughs> it's like how mothers can communicate baby talk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not how quite in there the yet. world? But anyway. It's anyway, like Katie and Cassie. He'll whole be like, I know how to do that. And she'd be like, You want your cup? And I'm like, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so into the into these questions here. So, what would you say to someone who's just wants to get married already? Take a deep breath and breathe. (laughs) Because really, (laughs) what did y'all say on yours? I said I don't know. Did we say? No, you was said it that one. No. Ask somebody older. That's what we <laughs> said. No, 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 no. That was the no, that was the question about. That and, was the question if you're my age. Yes, and I want to oh, answer. I do yeah. want to answer that. <laughs> but y'all said something like "chill out" or just like just just hold hold you're your horse and take a deep yeah, chill out. Just, yeah. It was something like, like that. You're yeah, seventeen, like that. chill yes. out. Um, and and I would say. Oh yeah. yeah and I think yeah. we'd say the same thing. Just take a deep breath. Yeah. Let go and let God. Yeah. yeah. Let go because guys, the world has lied to people about yeah. marriage. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have this. You're well, gonna get married. Then, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I actually interrupted you, so don't apologize. But I was like, <laughs> and then, then the world also tells you that if you get married and don't work out, you can just yeah exactly. Just get, yeah, just get yeah. a new one, dude. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh but not just that you know you have you have the, the novels and and not even yeah they, they don't have to be bad novels even yeah. like the so the quote-unquote christian romance novels it's it's a lot of it's a fantasy mm-hmm. you know it's I mean, guys are not like nine times out of ten guys are not like those novels women are not like those novels it's not what you see in the movies you're i mean you might as well take everything that you've got in your mind um that Hollywood or books or whatever has tried to put in your mind, erase all of that and say, hey, we're getting married. We got a blank slate. We have absolutely no idea how to do anything, how to be anything. Yeah. It's like, you might as well say, hey, I just met you today and, 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 I, and I'm marrying you. I, I know nothing about you and we have to start from scratch. And, um, you know. So, love at first sight don't exist. Um you gotta you gotta figure out who each other is and uh, just it's don't base it off of romance novels. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and make sure Don't don't base it off I've of, ne I don't 
Hallmark. Very rarely have I met people that are just so gung-ho to get married. Like I said, let me let me really reiterate. Rarely. Like, it has happened. There have been people I've met. They're very godly. And it's a, it, they do try to make it a god thing. But very rarely when people are just so ready to get married. Like, I just got it. Is it about God? Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you can, if you don't have a great relationship with God already, and yeah. if God's not the center already, yep. marriage needs to be the last thing on your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, let go and you. let God. Yeah, yes. you definitely have to fix you first because, um, like, and then, and like someone like in, not to make it personal, but like in your position, when you're someone who I know puts God first yeah. and you're not married, probably means you're not supposed to be right now. Let the Lord's time and work wait on the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brother Wilson. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so someone's made it to the altar. They are, they've said their I do's. What is the next step into making sure that they can make it to where you are right now? God. And making sure you have you're established in a church with a pastor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, marriage is not two; it's three. And and I know the Bible says you know when you know two become one or whatever, but really it's three become one. You know because you have and that sounds it's cliche. But it's true. I mean, you and your spouse and then God, all three of you have that 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 oneness together. Um, but if you've if you've not already checked some things off of off of a list before you're getting ready to get married, like women, I would tell you this, as a man, I would tell you if you're if you if if your so called future husband or this man that you think we're going long enough. I'm just trying to make sure. <laughs> if, it, if this man that you think you want to marry, um, first of all, is not faithful to God, doesn't have a pastor, doesn't have a home church. Don't keep a job. And doesn't have, yeah, has not established a job. You're wasting your time. And You're wasting your time. And something, I know this is completely backtracking, Jake, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but something that does make us unique is... Um, is our infertility like I feel like it has really allowed us as a marriage to really focus on our marriage and help our relationship with God, but also too, um, I mean, when you when you don't have kids, you know, most people would say, why don't she work? You know, why doesn't she work? But something that makes us unique is that's it works for us. He's wanted me to stay home and to. You know, beekeeper of the home and and to cook and all this stuff and kind of like whatever schedule he's on, I'm on. You know, and it works for us. And that does that is I know that's completely backtracking, but I thought yeah. about that. Okay. So make sure that you're communicating. Yes. Make sure you're communicating with God. Yes. Make sure you're communicating with your pastor. Yeah. And make sure that you got you before you get each other. <laughs> If you can. If yes. you can. Now, I know you can figure it out, figure it yep. out afterwards. And I know plenty of people have. Plenty of people will continue to until the end of the time comes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jake can ask that. No one is I, perfect. I know, we, I know we need to wrap this up, but you asked the question, and I think you were, you probably still would if you weren't taking so much time, but he asked the question on the podcast I listened to. Um, 
what would you tell somebody like me who's 25 years old? Mm-hmm. And I would say, first of all, marriage does not define you. Mm-hmm. Because there's a great man out there, and I'm not comparing you to them because mm-hmm. I believe you're, I believe yeah, you're going to get married. Uh, but there's Lee Stone King, and he's a great man without ever having had a wife. Yeah. Um, but marriage does not define you. Um, what you're doing on your journey to being married is first of all you're 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 discovering who you are That's very important. and the more yeah. you know about yourself the better husband you're going to be yeah the better Absolutely. friend you're going to be Absolutely but also you're you're also discovering uh, you're on a journey with God and you're drawing closer to God and you're pursuing godly things even on that journey toward marriage you know without making even though I know you have that desire, mm-hmm. but you're not making it so much to where it let lets you be so distracted with it that you don't pursue God. Well, I know this is the last thing I'll say, but that song, When God Made You, he must have been thinking about me. We heard it the other day, Valentine's Day. We were playing Hand and Foot, and it came on. And I said, you know, that's not really true because God does everything for his glory. So when God put us together, it was for his glory. When God made you... It was actually he was thinking about God. Yeah, he was thinking, how can I use these people? <laughs> how can I use these people? I may use them together, but when God, when God made you, he was thinking about God. He made you in image, his yeah. image. Yep. That's right. Oh, praise the Lord. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I think we can wrap it up on that point. Thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, and we will see you guys again next week. Goodbye.